Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Game, set, match the Knights. They have just their fourth win of the season. And the Warriors' four straight losses. That's game one, Super Saturday. Newcastle, the winners over the Warriors, 24 to 16. The dulcet tones there of Andrew Voss uh, with his expertise calling yet another disappointing performance uh, from the Warriors. Uh, you cannot say anything other than that. They were the architects of their own demise on a number of occasions. Over a weekend of uh, Rugby League, uh, which welcomed its annual Indigenous round, uh, as Jazz Tavaga so rightly put it, after their 24-16 loss to Newcastle, the Warriors have more jerseys than trophies, and that would be one of the great understatements of all time. Good morning to you, Andrew Voss. Thanks for joining us again. You called it, um, and it uh, didn't look pretty. Nah, Smithy, good morning. Yeah, you'd love to try and put positive spin. I, well, OK, well, I will, I will try if you give me some licence. I mean... The first 15 minutes, uh, it's it's beautifully played. They came out of the blocks, um, yeah, really positive, uh, direct. They all seem to be on the same page. It's 12 nil after 21 minutes, and you know then kicks out on the full. Two of them uh, kick off dropped. Uh, it it just was a. I don't know whether the Warriors had a solid five minutes of consistent footy for the last three quarters of the game, and I have no explanation as to why that would would be the case. And I can only lean on a premiership winning coach in Shane Flanagan, who I called the game with. He said, this is a trait of the Warriors, and, and maybe our listeners might agree with this. He doesn't understand the Warriors don't do anything twice. As in, when they're doing something well, they won't necessarily go back there. They won't They won't keep doing that. They, they find other ways, and then they come undone. It was just a... I said with the Knights a few weeks ago at Magic Round, when they beat the Bulldogs, there would have been no other side they beat that weekend. I don't know whether the Knights would have beaten too many on the weekend. Sorry, Smithy. I, I don't think the Knights were very good. And they've beaten the Warriors having come back from 12 nil down early. Coaches, uh, get the, they get the acid from time to time. And on this side of the Tasman, people are asking questions about Nathan Brown's continued stay with the Warriors. But for God's sake, I mean, you don't kick the ball dead. You don't drop no. the ball like that. Um, from a coaching point of view, they're, they're just basic skills that you don't see, you want to see at that level. Yeah, that's right. The the only um, mistake the Warriors didn't make in contrast to their opponents, um, the Knights sort of said at some stage, hold my beer, we'll see if we can better you with your kicks out on the full. Um, that three dummy half passes the Knights produced in the game that were absolutely disgraceful. Uh, but that were the three mm. main errors from the Knights. I mean, I really do throw some heat um, at um, both Sean Johnson and Chanel, Chanel Harris-DeVita to be honest, I, I think Reese Walsh has gone off the boil. He's certainly not having the impact. He's a he's more a marked man this year than he was last season. Last season when he burst onto the scene, but Sean and Chanel on the weekend they they didn't provide the leadership, direction, the authority in the game that is required of two experienced players. You can't say Chanel's not a rookie anymore, and I know he's 
he's he's laid out his intentions that he'll leave the game at the end of the season. But Sean Johnson comes back to the club, and you know, I, I see a lot of pointing. I, I see talking out on the field, but I'm not seeing a lot of doing. Um, so, mm. you know, I really hope um, the role of Sean Johnson in the team is clarified this week by the coach exactly what he wants. And if Sean can still run the ball, please, Sean, run the damn ball. Just occasionally, run the damn ball. They weren't helped either, um, Vossi, by the sin binning of uh, Marcello Montoya in the 58th no. minute. What did you make of that? Yeah, I thought th- I thought that was harsh. I, I thought in light of the fact um, earlier in the game, and uh, you know, in the run of play, it's very hard to you know, debate issues, but I thought the Daniel Saifidi coming over the top of Sean Johnson in the try-scoring position, I mean, Sean was in the process of, of plunging over the line and they rule he's been hit in the head that perhaps something more could happen. And then... The Montoya one, it's case by case. It, it, to me, yeah, it, it was penalty sufficient, you know, really. When you look you look back at the incident, if, and if that's bunker intervention, then that's not right. You know, if the referee didn't go automatic sin bin and we have to go to the bunker and break it down and he doesn't take into account, player slipped and then gets up and it's all happened in the blink of an eye. I, I, yeah, I thought that was very rough, um, what happened there. But... Again, you can, if, if you're blaming the sin bin or whatever, you, the points you've raised, Smithy, about the basic fundamental errors that they made, that's got to be the focus of the Warriors this week, not the fact that we played you know, in, in big minutes, um, you know, big point of the match with only 12 men. You've got to review on what the hell happened between minute 15 and, and the rest of the game because it was like two different teams. Like They just got out of their jerseys and, and turned into a very average footy side. They have to be better than that. Jazz Tavanga at prop, um, filling in for the uh, recently departed Matt Lodge. Would you you see him there in the future or back to nine? Well, I, I'm probably going to declare a little bit of bias here. I could never knock Jazz Tavanga because to me he epitomises you know Warriors' effort and and the actual the actual name Warriors to me because he would he'd run through a brick wall for you and he did his best and they did they Murdoch Masilla and and Tavanga started well enough for mine. I mean against a, a Knights pack that hasn't exactly, you know, set the world on fire. I mean, Daniel Saifidi made one hit up in the first 20 minutes, and he was playing for Origin Selection. One hit up, seven metres through the opening 20 minutes. So they were matching them, and, and Torhu Harris has been great on his return. Um, you know, individually, there's a few bits and pieces there, but now with Adam, Adam Fanua Blake is, is a massive loss injury-wise. Obviously, Matt Lodge has been let go, but, but Adam Fanua Blake, yeah, he's your number one man. He's a leader. And to lose him, you're just going to have to get by. It would be handy if they could, you know, uncover another big young forward to come through and, and take that hit-up role. But Tavanga won't let you down. He, he won't be the reason, wherever you're playing, he won't be the reason you lose matches. Vossi, uh, owner Mark Robinson, and I say this, you can't see me with my inverted commas, my human version of inverted commas, right. uh, has said the Warriors will stick with Nathan Brown through to the end of the season. Uh, when they have their usual review. Now, here's an owner who has uh, been into the forefront in the lodge scenario as well. Um, do you see that being the case? Uh, you, you'd be you'd be thinking Brown is there for the, the longer haul this season? Yeah, well, look, from outside looking in, and obviously I've had no... We've had, as a, as a media person, we've had less contact than ever over the last couple of years with clubs, you know, where you used to get down to training sessions and spend a bit of time, well, it just hasn't happened. I, I don't see how the Warriors, given the fact that they're based in Redcliffe, um, could be any better off by changing their coach this season in particular if, if results continue to go south. Um, 
uh, you know, maybe if it was back a little as normal back in New Zealand, they'd be contemplating things and, and upheaval. But I think if you appointed Nathan Brown for the reasons of helping this club become better, rebuilding rosters, all those sorts of things, well, then you've got to let him complete his job, haven't you? Otherwise, then, well, the people who make those decisions have to go as well at the same time. You can't give someone a job to rebuild and change roster. And, and like one of the glimmers of hope, you, you see Otacolo come on the field the other day, the dummy half. He's a great prospect. Vileer in the centres, great prospect. You know, and, and they're going to find their way in the game. That's just two little glimmers there that are brought through by this coach. Um, they're hoping they have a few more. But you know, if I'm to look forward right now towards next season... Um, Reese Walsh has said he will honour commitment, so he's your fullback. But six and seven, I'm now, you know, you let Cody Nikarima go during the year, sign Dejan Arzi, he plays for a few weeks and gets dropped. Um, I, I'm a bit worried about the Warriors being a better side next year around six and seven if this is the best what we're seeing from Sean right now and Chanel Harris-DeVita is out the door. So um, there's a lot of work to be done, Smithy, but that, yeah, that almost goes without saying, doesn't it? It does. It does, Fossey, but we say it anyway uh, every yes, Monday. Yes, we do. Uh, here's, we do. The th- here. here's, the, here's the thing. Um, comeback of the weekend has to be the Broncos, down 24-4 at half time, keeping the Titans scoreless in the second half and adding to theirs to 35-24. to Man, this is a side feeling good about themselves, surely. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, this is a classic example. A team that has learned how to win and now makes it a habit. And, you know, it's been the same with the Cowboys for much of the year until they ran into the Panthers, but... They were down. It was twenty-four to four with twenty-eight to go, Smithy. So, so the last mm. twenty-eight minutes, the Broncos have gone from being down by twenty to winning by eleven. That is some serious, yeah, you know, football side finishing off a game and without, without Adam Reynolds. You know, you're talking the main man is out of that side, and this team, where winning has become a habit, now have the confidence in themselves and. Even when they were down, like even the post-try celebration in the corner, when you're well down, that was a sign of, yeah, this team's a little bit different. They're enjoying their work and don't write them off. And, you know, Selwyn Cobo, the, the young bloke who replaced Adam Reynolds at halfback, Ezra Mam, you know, terrific talent out of the Intra Super Cup up there in Queensland. Um, Broncos riding the train, big crowd, good time to be in Queensland, given that we've got Origin just around the corner and the Broncos... And the Cowboys are up in the top bracket of teams. It's a it's a vast uh, a vast improvement on where they've been the last few seasons. The only uh, thing, probably, which was a, a little bit of a cloudy issue, is uh, the story behind Payne Haas. Uh, can you enlighten us on those contract negotiations? Well, yeah. Again, outside looking in, it's a new manager who's not getting a cut of his contract. Yeah, you know, I say this cynically, but he wants a piece of the action. So renegotiated com, uh, contracts. See, Payne Haas has his previous manager, I, I think it's be, you know, going to the courts and claiming money and all the rest. Well, if Payne Haas signs a, an upgraded, renegotiated deal, well, his new manager um, would, get, uh, would get a piece of the pie. Now, I can't believe that Payne Haas, the Payne Haas that presents to me, and I've been watching him and speaking to him since he was a schoolboy, he's one of the most humble players I've ever come across. David Fafita's the same, and you know, he might be the highest paid player in the game. But I find it hard that he'd, it could be Payne's own words, tell the club tonight, I want an immediate release. I just can't, I can't picture him doing that. And the fact is, he's on, what, 750 this year, 850 next year, 950 in two years' time. That's what he signed off on. 
three years ago. That's bloody good money, Smithy. That's, you know, mm. if you want these other things thrown in the clause, there's, there's talk about a clause being thrown if we don't make the finals that I could get. Well, come on. That's hardly, that's hardly the indication of a team man. And the person that presents to me, Payne Haas, is a team man. So, you know, I, I think poorly advised, has done him no favours at all, has put undue pressure on him, and the timing of it. When the Broncos have won five in a row for that story to come out, that stinks. That absolutely stinks. I just can't believe that Payne has done that all off his own bat. All right, let's move to uh, the the likely premieres. I say that this far out, but they just look like it. Sometimes, Vossi, we do post-match interviews, as you well know, and we talk to coaches, and, uh, you know, we talk about the attacking side of a performance, and they sometimes say, actually, I was more pleased with the nil that we kept it to. Um, 22-0, Panthers-Cowboys, and the Cowboys have been running pretty hot. Oh, hot as. Um, you know, you, you knew straight away um, Friday night, Penrith, you know, third minute of play. As AEO scores the try, they're off and running. By halftime, it's 16 nil. Yeah, there's some matches, and as commentator Smithy, make the admission, um, you know, you sort of you sort of will the comeback because you, you know there's a chance of it. But when Penrith lead a game 16 nil at halftime, you know in your head, the opposition aren't coming back. You know, Penrith are just too good. And so it was the second half. I mean, Penrith only scored the one second half try and the Cowboys probably patting themselves on the back. Well done. But there was never going to be a comeback. This is a wonderful performance. This is a great side to watch at the moment. Great side to watch. It hasn't just been, you know, happen overnight. It's been two and a half years now of absolute excellence. Didn't get the job done in 2020. Did get the job done in 2021. At the moment, if they play their best, they beat every team in the competition. Um, they'll win back-to-back premierships. This is a, this is a fantastic defence of the total they won last year that's underway at the moment, winning their first 11 of 12 games this year. That's outstanding. Which includes, of course, uh, when you talk about those other sides, um, they'll beat them any day of the week. That includes the Storm, who bounced back uh, with a slightly better performance against Manly, 28-8. Oh, look... You can't say they bounce back to their best, um, the Melbourne Storm, but they too, too good for a manly side. That it's look, alarm bells are ringing now. Now I know they're without Tom Draboyevich, but you know you probably expect a little more. They're they're losing touch with all the teams now. You know they're they're six points behind the likes of the Cowboys and the Broncos. They're eight behind the Storm. They're twelve behind the Panthers. So they're well off the pace. For Melbourne, the game really was a little underwhelming, but. It would have been more so without Cameron Munster. What a performance from Cameron Munster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Melbourne, they get Harry Grant back. They get Pappenhausen back. They're going to be up there, um, obviously. Uh, but they can do a lot better than what they produced on Thursday night. Right, let's... Uh, can we just change tack? Uh, of course, the other mm-hmm. results. Um, I, I, I should ask you if there was another. Amongst the others, was there a performance that stood out for you? So, oh, Rabbitohs, well, Roosters, Dragons, yeah. Eels? Well, Roosters were good. Roosters very good away from home. 20 nil half-time, 24 nil after 56 minutes. And then a bit of a Bermuda Triangle period of the game for them. And the Sharks came back into it. They got the job done in the end, scoring seven tries to three. So, so Roosters, again, they're on a lower bracket than the top sides for mine. But they're still, you know, still a team to be respected. The Rabbitohs are an interesting one because, you know, Latrell Mitchell's still to come back into this side. Cody Walker yet to find his very best consistent form. But they tease you with these periods where, you know, they blew the Tigers off the field. I mean, it was 12-0 to the Tigers after 15 minutes. So from that point on, they've won the game 44-6. to <laughs> That's emphatic. Um, so, you know, they're a dangerous side, but they don't have the consistency of a, of a Penrith obviously, even though they 
made the grand final last year. And Parramatta again showed that they can, you know, big game. Yes, that was a great crowd, great game down in Canberra. And Parramatta came up and saluted. And Dylan Brown, boy, the Warriors probably wish they had even tried harder for Dylan a few years ago. They had a real lash at him. And um, I wondered whether he, the signing, well, their, their judgment was spot on. Dylan Brown is on his way to becoming one of the most important players in the competition, certainly for Parramatta. His defence is great, and his attack this year has improved fivefold on anything he's done so far in his career. He is he is emerging as possibly the most important player for the Parramatta Reels. He is their X Factor, Dylan Brown. Really excited about him, and New Zealand Rugby League fans should be excited when we get back to playing international football on a regular basis. Dylan Brown could be the number six for the New Zealand side for the next decade, the way he's playing. Wow, that's a big call. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, before we get to the international side of things, of course, we've got a little matter of state of origin. Both squads have now been announced. Um, mm. We'll look at the Blues first if we can. Josh Adokar missing, Angus Crichton missing, Jake Trevojevic missing. Surprised yeah. by uh, the squad in any way, uh, well, we should celebrate the players in and not out, but that's not our way in rugby league. No, we, we go with a controversy. Mm. I, I am staggered that Josh Adokar's not there, and I stand by. I've had, I've done my breakfast show this morning with Greg Alexander, who's part of the squad. We had Brad Fittler, the coach, coming to Brandy's broadcasting from the hotel room of the squad. So, yeah, you know, Freddie's walked in, and I, I grilled Freddie, but I just think Josh Adokar. Three series wins from four the last four years. Has scored 10 tries in 12 Origin games. Only two players have scored more tries in the history of the Blues. Adokar, I think, deserved to still be given another chance and would be uh, a far more potent player than the one that currently finds himself out on the wing playing for the bottom-placed Bulldogs. I would have backed Adokar to lift in the Origin arena and produce better numbers than he has for the Bulldogs this year. Um, so I feel very sorry for him. Uh, the others, yeah, Jake Dubrovich, yeah, I, I can understand him uh, not being picked. The middle forwards like Yo and uh, and Murray are just better players now. Uh, Angus Crichton may have had a case against the likes of a Tarek Sims and a Tyson Frizzell, but that was a pretty close go. Adokar's the surprise omission. Um, New South Wales set to go with uh, rookie centres in Katoni Staggs and Stephen Crichton. I think because they've got the rookie centres where some people thought Nico Hines would be 14, I think Jack Whiten will get 14 because he's then back up for the young centres. Um, but the rest, it's a, it's a very strong squad. And today they will mm. well, they will have to confirm 1-18. to 18. So, you know, the four players from that squad who can go back and play for their teams this week and Queensland have to do the same today. They have to pick squads of 22 because of COVID, but then they have to declare their 1-18 to 18 straight away. What about Billy Slater's mob, the Maroons? Oh, the, the wingers excite me. Selwyn Cobbo, I don't know whether I'm as excited about any young player in the game. There's lots of really good young players, like Xavier Savage down in Canberra is great. But Selwyn Cobbo, Smithy, is so good. If you are not tuning into a Broncos game at the moment, you are missing out on watching an absolute superstar emerge. Selwyn Cobbo is so damn good. And I think down the track, and all the good judges say he'll end up fullback. But at the moment, we're watching him play on the wing. And now he's going to go into the Origin Arena. And everyone I've spoken to, you know, your Corey Parker and Cameron Smith, oh, yeah, he'll handle it. Don't worry about the birth certificate, the 19 years of age. Um, it's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to Selwyn Cobbo as much as any other aspect of Origin, watching him play uh, next week in, in game number one. He'll, he'll be a very exciting element 
uh, for the uh, Queensland side on debut. And, and lots of Cowboys. We could have as many as six Cowboys in the squad of 22. They won't all play, but um, just goes to show that, that that'll be great for the Cowboys to have those players like Nanai, possibly Tom Dearden in the squad, getting that origin experience. Vossi, great to catch up with you. A review of the weekend. Uh, look forward to a Monday when we can talk a little bit more positive, positively about our team. But we, we live in hope. Have a great week, mate. Uh, look forward to uh, your calls coming up this weekend as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to be talking in a positive fashion because I have seen the best of the Warriors and I've been lucky enough to call the best of the Warriors and sadly Saturday was a long way short of that. And by the way, I leave you with this. How the hell does a side win four matches and lose ten and play finals football? Thank you. Highlanders, good luck. Okay. Good luck. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.